Welcome to the Fast Casual QSR Web and Pizza Marketplace Podcast. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our podcast with Picnic Works. I'm Mandy Wolf Detweiler, editor of Pizza Marketplace and QSR Web. Today's guest is Clayton Woods, CEO of Picnic Works, and he is responsible for the overall development and growth for the company. Clayton's goal as CEO is to build high-performance teams and fully realize the financial and business potential of the company for all constituents. Picnic has collected an experienced team of food and technology industry veterans to develop and provide specialized intelligent technology and exclusive solutions for the food service and hospitality industries. So thank you for being with us today, Clayton. Thanks, Mandy. It's great to be here. Let's get down to business. Tell us a little bit about Picnic. What's behind the company? Picnic, we are customer obsessed and our, our customers are food service, is the food service industry. Uh, the, the operators uh, who are running businesses, the workers who are working in the business, uh, we have at the pain points uh, in the business, labor shortages, high ingredient costs, uh, difficulty making consistent product at volume. And we wanted to build an automation solution that could really tackle that and future-proof our customer success. Tell me a little bit about how this automation works. If I'm just someone off the street who doesn't really have a firm foundation on or a firm grasp of what automation is or what you guys do, tell us a little bit about how that works. So the Picnic Pizza Station uh, prepares the pizza. We don't do dough handling. So we start with a prepared dough and we build the pizza. We add sauce, cheese, fresh sliced meat, uh, and usually pepperoni, and then any granular toppings you want. Uh, we And what we produce is a ready to cook pizza. So because our system is modular and configurable, um, you can use any ingredients. And the idea is we aspire to use the ingredients that the restaurant owner wants to use, uh, not to dictate that you have to make our pizza. We want to make your pizza. Um, our system is different from some others in the market in that we, we aspire to make any pizza, not just a specific pizza. And every pizza we make is customized size, shape, and toppings. Uh, so it's, it's just like a make station in a, in a restaurant, except it's made with automation. So it's easier to hit production targets. It's easier working additions, and it's a more consistent quality. Are you advertising this to mid-sized chains, large-sized chains? Who's your customer? We see our customer in our market as basically anyone who makes pizza. So uh, that's obviously pizza brands, but it's also small independents. It's also venues, whether it's campuses, college campuses, corporate campuses, um, arenas, stadiums, airports, food trucks, ghost kitchens. Any place that makes a pizza is a potential uh, use case for us uh, because all our system is doing is making a pizza. And because we can make any pizza, uh, we're not choosing the ingredients. We can make a stadium pizza and we can make a gourmet pizza. And uh, all we're doing is assembling it. So we can make it a pizza for anybody. Why pizza? What led to creating the Picnic Pizza Station? Well, when we started off looking at pizza autom at food automation, pizza is a, it's a very likely uh, target uh, because it's popular worldwide. And it's actually a, a food that is difficult to make in quantity consistently. And we hear this uh, across the board from all of our customers. Consistency is the number one reason they say they're interested in automation. And interestingly enough, we recently did a survey with a thousand consumers uh, asking them their attitudes about automation and pizza and consistency and quality is actually the consumer's number one uh, interest in automated pizza. Uh, so it's 
it's a hard food to make in a hurry consistently and you'll see you have a highly skilled workforce and it's hard to have a highly skilled workforce when it's high turnover and that's just the nature of the food service business today high turnover means inexperienced workers inexperienced workers means inconsistent product that's a good point let's talk about those pain points right now let's talk about trends what are you paying the most attention to Obviously, there was, there's been a labor shortage in food service chronically for, for a very long time pre-pandemic. Uh, what the pandemic has done is really accelerate the uh, labor shortage in food service and made it more chronic. People don't want to come back to food service. They're, they're finding other, other kinds of jobs that they'd prefer to do. And we're, so we're not replacing jobs. We're replacing job openings. And we're helping operators who are struggling with a volume of, of digital orders, which is a new thing over the last few years, uh, with a shortage of workers. So if you wanna make a lot of food in a hurry, but make it consistently and make it high quality, automation is a great answer. Some of these issues existed before COVID. So what's the difference now, two years later? I think the difference is uh, multiple differences. One is people are obviously very concerned about hygiene. Both the workers and the, the consumers are concerned about that. Um, and what we're seeing is a ongoing trend that doesn't look like it's going anywhere about faster delivery, uh, faster service. Everyone wants everything faster. And obviously delivery and carry out has really accelerated tremendously during the pandemic. Uh, where every every food service operator is now in the in the delivery business, uh, supporting uh, delivering their food to their customers versus dine-in, and all the orders are coming in digitally because for that delivery, and so that re- leads to a very high volume of orders. And if you don't have a production kitchen that can make the orders that fast, you're going to lose sales because you can't deliver fast enough. People will go away when it takes more than an hour to deliver the food. So the operators are in a real crunch between how do you get the food made fast, but how do you get enough workers to, to make it and how do you make it consistently? Uh, I think that's the primary pain point that we see ourselves being able to address. I know that one of the um, biggest draws for your automation is food waste. Can you explain a little bit about how that works? Sure, so food waste in, in pizza production uh, takes different forms. Uh, the most obvious form is just spillage. People hand top a pizza, a lot of ingredients end up on the floor, but you also end up with, even in operations which have very precise specs and measuring cups, uh, when workers get in a hurry, especially inexperienced workers, they tend to just use their best judgment or guess or use a handful of cheese and they'll end up overtopping the pizza. Cheese is a typical ingredient that gets overtopped uh, because cheese is delicious. Who doesn't want more cheese? But there's a right amount, there's a right proportion for the recipe. If you put too much on the pizza, it doesn't cook properly. So you end up with a bad pizza, you end up wasting cheese, the most expensive ingredient on the pizza. Um, And we've talked to operators who are spending hundreds of dollars a week in food waste. Uh, So if you can make that pizza to the recipe, eliminate the spillage, eliminate the uh, overtopping, uh, you can save a lot of money and you also improve the product at the same time. National average is about 10% waste for food and that's waste in those forms. Also mistake pizzas, just errors in the kitchen, uh, which can get eliminated by digital ordering. So uh, we see ourselves as being able to deliver less than 2% food waste. Uh, It's a really big savings. Right, right. Aside from food waste, what are some of the other customer benefits that this automation and this technology can offer for operators? 
So you're when you're using automation for pizza production, you are smoothing out the labor scheduling. So there's there's just direct labor savings. You can make more pizzas with fewer workers. But when you have a rush period with automation, you don't have to schedule a, a giant crowd in your kitchen. You can cruise right through a rush period without having um, a bunch of people on a very short schedule, which is really problematic. You also are digitizing a manual process. So you're getting data streams that you wouldn't otherwise have. You, you know what your ordering patterns are. You know what your ingredient usage is. You can also feed back data to the customer. You can tell the customer who ordered digitally uh, your, the pizza you ordered. Here's the nutrition information on what you just ordered. Even if you're customizing it with heavy sausage and light sauce, you can, you can give them that information. And you can, you can do additional uh, features. You can take a picture of the pizza that they can save. They can save a custom flavor combination that they like. You can propose a different flavor combination, use your ingredients that they might enjoy because of their ordering history. There's just all kinds of possibilities that are opening up with a digital ordering process. That's amazing. What does this mean for businesses of different sizes, um, different size kitchens, mainly for large kitchens? We see a lot of interest from all sizes of, of businesses. Uh, Businesses that are making as few as 100 pizzas a day can make this work. And in fact, we see a lot of small businesses that have a growth aspiration. They'd like to open more locations um, and they see automation as a key to that. But then our, we currently have a, a operation going at Texas A&M, which is a very large university. Um, and they're seeing uh, an ability to serve pizza to a very large number of students in a very short period of time. Um, and it, it's great for high volume operation. Uh, we've also seen this in uh, convention center settings, we made pizza at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas on the convention floor. Uh, and we are, we're also at a ski resort at Crystal Mountain Resort near Seattle. So uh, it, it, it's really applicable to all those settings as well as uh, convenience store retail. Um, we see you know, ghost kitchens, uh, rapid grocery delivery is another market that we see a big opportunity where a lot of people are wanting a pizza with their rapid groceries. And this is a great way to produce just-in-time pizzas. What about demand? What kind of demand are you seeing? So we're seeing demand across the, across the industry, uh, retail, uh, convenience and grocery. Uh, managed food service is a huge market for us. We're talking to many of the managed food services. Of course, they're operating in a lot of different settings from educational to corporate to uh, stadiums and arenas and convention centers. Um, and then branded pizza. Uh, we've, we're talking to many of the top uh, pizza brands, and as well as uh, independent operators. And it's important to recognize that uh, even when we're dealing with corporate customers, a lot of the decision makers are, in fact, small businesses or independent operations that aren't benefiting from a corporate bottom line. They've got to make that site pencil out, and it's got to work for that site. Um, right. And that's true for the independent operator or the franchisee. Okay. Now, if someone wants to get a picnic pizza station, is it available in all countries? How are they able to get this? Our website, hellopicnic.com, has a, a easy order form as well as a savings calculator. You can go in there and put your your information about how much you're operating and how much you, you find how much you could save. You can place a deposit and get a, a reservation for this year's production. We have uh, limited production slots remaining for this year, um, and we're seeing a lot of, of interest for this year. We'll be growing rapidly in the future. We are planning international expansion uh, probably next year, uh, but right now we're focused on the U.S. And uh, it's important to recognize that 
getting a picnic pizza station doesn't have, there's no cost up front um, because we have a robotics as a service business model where you just pay a term on a term contract. You're not making a capital investment. So what about the costs? How is the station priced? And what about things like maintenance? Is that included in the contract or how does that work? There's no need to worry about blowing the budget. There's no upfront cost to receive a picnic pizza station. We offer free delivery, installation, training, and maintenance for the life of the contract. Typically a three-year contract, no money up front. There's a monthly fee and it pays for itself from day one with labor savings and food waste savings. What about some advice for someone considering automation, but they don't know where to start or they don't know if they can afford it? How would you tell them to, to start considering it? We have an easy to use calculator on our website. You can go in there and, and put in how many pizzas you make on a given day on average and how much labor it costs you to do that and about what you think your food costs and your waste is. And the calculator will tell you, uh, including the cost of our picnic station, how much savings you'll see. So if you do that you'll, and you'll see substantial savings, I think that that tells you that your profile might be a candidate for a station and you can get all the information you need on our website, hellopicnic.com. What are you working on in the future? So what's, what's Picnic Works looking toward in 2023, 2024? What are you guys working on? Well, so we're only, pizza is just the start for us. We're looking at um, other foods in the future. Our, our same system could be used in the future for other foods, sandwiches, salads, tacos, bowls. Um, and we're looking at other configurations of the system that make it even easier to use and fit better into, into anyone's kitchen. Well, thanks for chatting with us today, Clayton. Your insight has been very interesting about automation and the Picnic Pizza Station. We'd like to thank our listeners and Picnic Works for being with us today. And you can catch us next time on our next podcast. Thanks so much, Clayton. Thanks very much, Brandy. Appreciate it.